Hello and welcome back to the Boomer Radio Gamescast. As always, I'm your host Ryan, which of course I didn't fix the text thing because we have two Alexes this time to reflect that. We'll, we'll not worry about that. We're talking about Gamescom this week. That's, uh, that's our, our week this time. Good. Having a good time talking about Gamescom. Everyone have some fun with Gamescom. Would you I like me you to be honest that, yes. or to fake it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, uh, I, I know that you were never excited for anything, Brett. Ever. It's, it's okay. ne- definitely never anything. We all, we're all aware of it. <laughs> my excitement only came after you told me, hey, do you want to fill on this week's podcast? We're talking about Gamescom. And I went, oh, that's happening. I guess I ought to catch up. I just gotta learn what happened in Gamescom. Yeah, it's a it's been an eventful week. Uh, I think, Brett, you might not agree with this because I, I think Gamescom does not play to your tastes. It definitely doesn't in many ways. Uh, but this this to me felt like the E three replacement showcase that we haven't really gotten from everyone that was like outside of the big three. Microsoft, Sony, mm. Nintendo, even though we still haven't gotten Nintendo or Sony things of that caliber yet. Um, but this, this felt a lot more in-depth than I was expecting from this show, for the most part. I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was an interesting play on everything this time, because we actually got a good amount of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I, I will say, of, of all the things, this definitely was not sparse. There was there was a ton of stuff mm-hmm. in, in opening night live, especially it was just like I know we'll we'll get to it, but there was some announcements of things that just kind of made me go, "What am I listening to right now?" <laughs> what <laughs> show is this? either yeah, either super weird or just like I would even say like out of touch <laughs> almost. But we'll 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 get to those because we're gonna be running down yeah. the whole the whole shebang. So the way way this is gonna work, we're gonna run down the entirety of opening night live, Jeff Keeley's Gamescom showcase. Uh, and then we'll talk about selected other things that are of interest to us. If we don't talk about something, we either missed it because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on, or we we tastefully do not care at this moment. Honestly, a <laughs> big shock. Uh, I don't know what I'll do without Wyatt talking about Jeff Keeley's kicks. You know what? Mm-hmm. Jeff Keeley's kicks. I didn't pay attention to him this time. I I wasn't in the kicks party. You know, it didn't feel like that that big <sighs> thing kick base going on. <laughs> just didn't feel feel on point this time. All right. Speaking of Gamescom opening night live, we got some weird stuff to start with, and I feel like this is one of those announcements you think is probably a little out of touch, Brett. And I'd probably agree with you, which is everything or everywhere. It's so confusing because I think everything is the game that came out a few years ago that everyone made all the jokes about the name being called everything. Mm-hmm. Then this is everywhere, which is. We didn't get like a proper a sequel to it. We didn't. No, we didn't get. Uh, we didn't get any gameplay for it. Either, this looks like Project just... Spark. <laughs> this uh. looks like the most because again, it's just like CG trailer. Is this looks like the most almost like we will pit that this is what we pitch to our our big quadruple A publisher mm-hmm. to tell them we're gonna make the, the best game ever. You could do this and you could do this and everybody gets to make their own story. It's like the most like buzzword filled, like just like super vague game design terms over like some like environment CG of like people going around doing stuff. I don't know. You're gonna have if so many unfulfilled out... promises you're not gonna believe it. <laughs> 
that's what it feels like. I can feel the promises being unfulfilled, and they're not even. They haven't I'm even had looking a to do that at yet. the the website of everywhere, and I'm already off put because it's a weird floating <laughs> 3D model of everywhere's name, uh, with no Maybe. description. <laughs> this is this is one of those games that it might. Uh... It might not surprise me if we come back to in like a decade and go, hey, didn't they announce that? <laughs> it could also yeah. be, I'm surprised they aren't acting like asking for funding because I feel like this is one of the things that is just like, oh, no, we, we won't take your money. And this run. felt like a join our <laughs> team trailer that we sometimes <laughs> get be, of like people trying to before. hire. Um, I'll, I'll give the pitch of this. So on on the Everywhere website, tucked away in a little fact corner, what is Everywhere? Everywhere seamlessly blends gameplay, adventure, creativity, and discovery in an all-new multi-world gaming ex experience that redefines how players connect with one another and the digital world around them. This is this is meta. Oh, <laughs> like, literally, I what does that see. mean? Like, actually, what does that mean? <laughs> None, none um, of these words mean. Could, yeah, I was going to say, you're starting to get to the point where I don't think there could be many more words describing They plan for it to be out in 2023. We'll see about that. We're, we're, I'm going that seems remarkably for this soon. Yeah. That seems very idealistic uh, for an everywhere thing that this is. Yeah, it, not not being negative on the game, just that I don't know this this pitch wasn't great to me. Yeah. It didn't sell it hard enough. Yeah, because it's it's hard to be negative or positive on the game when you literally like don't know what it is yet. It, it's hard to give like a solid critique on any gameplay things when none of it was even spoken about. Like, is is this like a like a MMO Minecraft where it's just like you can build everything in a world or whatever, or is it going to be like uh like dreams where you like are actually capable of making your own little games or whatever? Like, I. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't yeah. know. It, it, it could literally go yeah. either way, or it could just be some just open world game. It's it's literally like the way that it's described. It could be any of these things. So it's really hard to critique anything other than the buzzwords. Yeah, I, yeah, that's definitely where I'm at with this. I just think it's not the reason. I think we're spending a lot of time talking about it is because this is a consistent problem in yes. game shows <laughs> of a trailer of an i want to say this is a small indie team but there's, there's very little detail about what this team is like mm -hmm. i think um, it's pretty small supposedly it's around 300 people know. but i don't know how many oh of those are God. working on really? on everywhere and how many are not uh yeah it's it's hard to to see a lot of stuff here um it's just the the kind of thing we keep seeing these types of things pop up and then never hearing from them again so <laughs> i just want to call them out now I want to hear back from you next year. You say 2023, yes. I want to hear something. I don't need you to release in 2023, but I need you to, to tell me what's going on with the game and not disappear for six years. Just uh, We're sorry. Speaking of a game that disappeared for six years, I'm going to skip forward a little bit because I do oh. want to talk about Dead Island 2. <laughs> Which, <laughs> God. <laughs> it's too perfect of a transition to, to not do it. Uh, Dead Island 2 was... showed up again. It, did, it was just finally. like last week that I thought to myself, there's no way this game is ever coming out. <laughs> and we got gameplay. We got CG trailer. Uh, a release date. A release date, which is soon, February. So wow. I think this looked... The trailer was convincing. No UI, to my knowledge, unless there's uncut gameplay available somewhere, which there might be. Um, but the gameplay looked punchy. It looked solid. It looked like Dead Island, uh, which I think is good because it didn't look like Dying Light. 
which was a concern that I had of it would just feel like Dying Light 2. Um, and not not anything against Dying Light 2. I love that combat. But Dead Island needs to have its own identity that's going to sell anything of being like the more Borderlands-y type of game. And I think we're still going to get that from the look at it. It seems a little bit more varied in terms of how crazy they're going to get with weapon types and whatnot. Very fantasy-esque. Which is fun. Good to see. You've lined yourself up for another transition here. Are you going to take it? Am I going to take it, Alex? I don't know what I've lined myself up for with this. There's a lot the of things that could that. Look, I, uh... Randy Pitchford is a walking on stage. <laughs> that I very rarely want to think about. <laughs> he he Fair walked enough. on stage and he said, like, are you guys ready for new Borderlands stuff? And maybe, like, three people cheered. It was, like, really, <laughs> it was really quiet. Funny. And you can tell they were cheering because of obligation. It's, uh, yeah. It's the confusion <laughs> of, like, or something. <laughs> yeah, I do want no. a new Tales from the Borderlands. Do I want Randy Pitchford to announce it? Not really. I don't <laughs> want him to talk about anything ever again. If I can, leaves a little bit that. of a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. I I I am excited to play new tales from the Borderlands. Not so excited about Randy Pitchford. I think is where <laughs> in this yeah. mix-up. Uh, I do want to know more about it because I think the the tone of the trailer that they put out was a very standard trailer. Like I don't think anything that this trailer showed is going to tell me a lot about the game because yeah. it's very edited and put together to kind of fit that Borderlands trailer formula. That yeah, it, it looked exactly has. like... Exactly like the rest. Yep. So I, I don't think we're going to get more details about this. That's the same way they advertised uh, Tales from the Borderlands 1. Is they just kind of gave it the Borderlands treatment and then you play the game and it's way different. So I'm hoping really this good. follows I like that. the original. Yeah, I think a lot of the same team is behind it, and it seems like a, a good starting point. The characters they showed looked interesting, so I'm I'm intrigued. I would be more intrigued if Randy Pitchford didn't announce it. <laughs> someone else, from, maybe from the development team. Maybe this is the time you can pull a voice actor on stage and just <laughs> give it to someone that isn't Randy Pitchford, because he's not got the best of, I don't know, reputations right now. In general. The way, the way that he carries himself, it's almost like he doesn't know that. <laughs> because, like, how, and that's how almost more like, off-putting. It is, because like, how many times has like a Gearbox or like even like tangentially Borderlands-related thing just been like him on... Like, like when he walked through the entire warehouse backstage area of the, the film that they were doing and everyone was like, Hey, Randy. <laughs> like, Randy. Don't be here right now. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, like... No one likes you, and I don't think you understand that yet. But probably, probably, just put put your name on the game, and, and it's like everyone's afraid you. to tell him, and he's not yeah. in tune enough to realize that the way he presents himself is not great. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It gives me Peter Molyneux energy, and that's not something I tend to like <laughs> in my game developers. Uh, I've heard him referred to as. Yeah. All right. Let's circle back around to the next thing in this list, which is Dune Awakening. So Dune Awakening, I was I saw this trailer pop up. I was like, oh my god, this looks pretty good uh, for a CG trailer of a Dune thing that's implied to be an actual like third person game, third person, first person, something like that. But a, a large scale Dune game that isn't an RTS. Love that idea. Then the words open world survival crafting MMO. <laughs> yeah, I... popped on screen. <laughs> 
I either pity or envy. I'm not sure what to think of, and this is this is me getting like very down to the minutia already, completely skipping past any of the the broader things I could say about it. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with the walk cycles when you're in the desert. Because, oh yeah, because yeah, like the dune walk shuffle. is supposed to be a really specific motion. So it'd be kind of funny if you had to like. Do a whole like do it manually like it's no. a normal lock cycle. You, you get you to play to... the game. Here's what you do. We we you have to play the game with the DDR dance pad. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. This uh, like, be the first, there'll the be like big sections where you way. don't have to use it. But I would love that so much. Yeah, I I'm I'm split on this because the it's developed and published by Funcom, who developed and published Conan Exiles, which is a very good survival crafting server-based game so i think this could be good whether or not it's gonna feel like a dune game that's my biggest I that's feel like it's my gonna feel thing. like arc or elix yeah mm. yeah i'm curious because i this might just feel like conan but in a desert with dune thematics which is kind of already conan yeah <laughs> so... it is much fewer palm trees <laughs> yeah i'm just really really curious how this is gonna feel um yeah because i think it's super least, hard to tell i'm i'm it's, yeah you really can't tell hopeful like i'm we've seen so little that i really don't have much to go on but i'm i'm eager to see more I, and at least this know, team if, has experience creating these games and they, they know the pitfalls that's i think the the big yeah. thing is they know what not to do so i i think there's a good chance here that this comes out and is legitimately good whether or not it's like riddled with microtransactions and free to play trappings, we'll see. Conan Exiles isn't free to play, so I don't think this is going to be free to play, but you never know. I think they would have mentioned that if it was. You'd think but that. We'll just see. You would. We'll just see. Many times that isn't what happens. Who knows? Maybe yeah. it's one of those good old MMOs that uh, becomes free to play. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, we got a new PlayStation controller. This yeah. this is another one of those things. Wow, <laughs> where uh, Je Jeff Keighley, I think I think most most of the fault with with my uh, opinion of some of these things feeling like out of touch. Keighley is, is, hyped this up. <laughs> yes, purely falling on Jeff Keighley's shoulders or perhaps his sneakers, uh, <laughs> where he's just like, I am absolutely honored to announce this fantastic <laughs> new product coming to oh you from our friends at Sony for the PlayStation 5 and I'm like oh well, see, he like I, first I, goes to everyone in the audience and is like hey audience do you like PlayStation do you want to hear yeah. something from Sony and everyone's like yeah we want to hear something from Sony probably expecting I don't know God of War or something a else game <laughs> like My a God. video game and, and they just and, like 30 seconds of like super dramatic like Final Fantasy level music for a like controller like rotating on the screen oh, and like God. pieces coming off of it and it's just like man all right that's going to be like $150 for a controller that I can take the, the thumbstick out of and switch it around awesome <laughs> like I just don't I don't understand like show it like that's the thing like this is the place where you would show like hardware things just don't like that. hype like, it up that much exactly yeah like I I, yeah. I they could have definitely <laughs> left that just as, like, a booth on the floor of Gamescom, you know? Yeah, like, and it is, like, back triggers control. on the back and a few other things, but 
it's essentially Sony's answer to the Microsoft Elite controller, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. I've got one. Really weird placement (laughs) of this trailer. Um, Yeah, super strange. Maybe don't treat two thumbsticks like the second coming of Christ. (laughs) It was just, it was so dramatic. It really didn't feel like it deserved it. I'm I'm caught up on because they haven't announced. As far as I know, they haven't announced a, a price for this anywhere yet. It's just been announced. Oh, it's going to be hundred fifty to fifty dollars. It's, it's going to be yeah, super it's, expensive. It's going to be insanely expensive, and because this needs to be brought up, this is coming right at the same time as the price increase everywhere except for the yep. United States of the console that it's for, the PS5, which is already the more expensive option. Yes, by pretty much everywhere. Like, a, it's a considerable margin in certain mm-hmm. places especially but like i think the the ps5 with a disc in it in japan is like sixty thousand yen now more than that which is like over six hundred dollars in Holy american crap. dollar like it's 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 crazy and it's just like why why everywhere why why, why even everywhere in japan, but america but not here like they're already mm-hmm. so hard to get it's like their their justification for it is like, man, this economy sure is bad, and it's like, yeah, you're not <laughs> helping Microsoft you assholes. And in- Microsoft and Nintendo have released statements about that, saying, uh, yeah, no, we're we're big enough to deal with it, and not, you know, we don't plan have to do that. Downfall. Yeah, which I don't know. It's it's just weird. Another wacky Sony decision. I th- I think that like if if you didn't believe it before, I think it is very much safe to say now that they've like the place they want in the market is to be like that like very premium very like like a like how we were talking about a while ago how uh the the Sony like first they want to be games, like a status symbol yeah they want you to feel like That's like strange. an expensive like like a caviar of consoles yeah exactly which is weird cuz like I, I don't know this is like the same like cons- like like, we, like on the PS3 you could play like dead or alive extreme volleyball and that's not (laughs) (laughs) that's not i think what people would consider like like the cadillac of video games (laughs) like i I don't know it's just it's weird hooters of video games (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i this is such a weird situation i think it's they're really wanting market share in u.s yeah everywhere else they don't care i just feel like it was a weird time for them to announce that Mm-hmm. Like while everybody else is hyping up their games, they come in and go. Uh, actually, also, uh, you're gonna have to pay a couple more hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't and know. this also furtively whispering to you. This is right after the UK is getting ready to sue them over their things costing too much money, and now they're making their things cost even more money. Yep. Which is just weird. I don't know. <laughs> they're like setting themselves up for disaster i don't think they'll they'll be actually put in trouble i think we talked about this last week or something i don't think anything will actually happen but it's just like do you want do you want people to like you do you want this is hurting really like, want money i feel like the consequences of this are going to be delayed like we're not going to see anything now but game pass might get a weird number of su- subscriber increases in the next uh, few years yeah. and yeah. things like that switch might have a resurgence of sales or something which as it tends to do um I'm just expecting something like that where people are now looking elsewhere. And, like, if I didn't already have a PS5, I'd be a little bit miffed about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I, I think this is a very strange decision, um, especially timing-wise. Like, I get increasing the price of your stuff, but usually you want to couple that with a new thing coming out. Yeah, usually they have like uh, you know, like the slim version or like the elite version yeah. or whatever. Like it's more powerful, has more memory, like something to warrant it. But it's just the same thing. It's the same thing. It's, no... it's a price increase. It's not like a new model. Yeah. And you can have a new model that's just the same thing that looks a little bit different. It's and so people slim. won't care. <laughs> and then just call it a new thing and, and up the price a little bit. I feel like that would have been the, the move to make here and not this. Like this weird... Or they could have just hit it too, you know? They could... Which is basically what you're saying. But, you know, they could just be like, look, our new model has twice the storage capacity. Which is, you know, something that is literally, like, probably no cost at all to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving past Sony's wacky world, uh, we saw more Callisto Protocol and an actual bit of uncut gameplay that looked Ooh. very good. Uh, I was yeah. very happy with this. I think this game's shaping up really well. I'm excited to play it. That's most of the Do thoughts we, on this. Yeah, I'm. I for someone who I have never played, unfortunately, any of the other Dead Space games before. I. I would like this to be my first. It's hitting the right time. You're feeling the Dead Space yeah. appeal. Mm. Yeah, I want. I want more physics gunplay, like using a laser cutter on someone's limbs in, in a game yeah. like that. To and the guns look super punchy in this. They had a lot of yeah. physicality to them, which I love. The sound was great. So yeah, excited about that. December second. I just looked up. I was wondering if we had a release date already, but December second yeah, is when it's coming out. And yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about Callisto again uh, next time Wyatt is on because he's very excited about this game. What so, a wonderful holiday game! I'm Truly. expecting this Play game might be a Games Club game when it comes around because I feel like it won't be too I'm long, which is like the the ideal thing for a Games Club game. Is we don't want it to be too long because that that was the killer of Cyberpunk. <laughs> that game just took uh, us months to finish. That was the Plus killer the, of Cyberpunk. Oh, the killer of <laughs> oh, yeah, us no, doing yeah. a Cyberpunk podcast episode. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> the the killer of Cyberpunk was the horrid state that it released it. <laughs> All right. I want to talk next about I think to me this is the most confusing thing in this show. <laughs> the Lords of the Fallen. Again, Jeff Keeley is... is like <laughs> I am honored. I am so the power of God was <laughs> Given unto me to present to you this, the holy scripture turned into code that is the Lords of the Fallen? Like he was like he, this looked like almost I was thinking maybe Lord of the Rings, maybe something weird going on here, because the trailer, great. I don't really good CG three? trailer. No. But I was not thinking Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> I think he literally said the words. I know everyone's been asking for it, <laughs> which I have to say is one of the most incorrect statements I've heard in a He's long got some different time. friends than me, then. I know. Notably, <laughs> what's even weirder to me is like I would understand this if it was the same development team wanting to create this as a passion project. It's not. It's a different developer. I thought. It I thought it's it was the not. same people. No, the people oh. that made Lords of the Fallen are working on a on uh, Lies of P. <laughs> Oh my oh, yeah. god! A game that they... I'm almost too scared to play because puppet phobia. Oh, god. <laughs> uh, 
I actually it might only... be still rising. It might not be Lies of P. It's one of the Souls likes coming out. Those are very interchangeable. They look very similar. Um, I forgot they were different. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I have only ever heard Lords of the Fallen spoken about either in like this is haha funny bad we don't talk about it or like the most six out of ten experience ever which I think is what it has most places that have an out of ten review score is a six out of ten I don't like like again I I, I I'm just kind of like uh, uh, at the whimsy of what the people I watch and listen to and my friends talk about, I don't think I've ever actually heard anyone enjoy the first Lords of the Fallen game. I mean, like oh. it being the first like Souls-like ripoff, it, it was okay was it? when it really? came out. Yeah, it was like it was, the one that yeah. started the trend. Oh, wow. Um, so it's okay. It, like, if you go back and play it now, and even then, like, it's not nearly as good as a Souls game. No, it's not very far. clunky, but it is. Remarkably like playable. Um, it's playable, yeah, but not like to want. It's not some cult classic that's gonna blow your pants off. And now it's more accessible for everyone. It's just it has a the in front of it now, with a CGI which is trailer so confusing. Like, oh yeah, Jeff even said that in the thing. He was like, "Yeah, I guess they're dropping the two. They're just calling it the Lords of the Fallen." And it's like, all right, well that. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was literally the same name, and I was yeah. like, "Are you, you haven't had enough of a series to go back and." <laughs> you know, God of War. And just to, to re-correct myself, Steel Rising is Spiders who made um, Greedfall. So, okay. not the Surge developers are not working on either of these. I think they are working on something else that was revealed this show, but I want to make sure because they, I'm they're not Deck 13. Positive. Yeah, Deck they? Atlas Fallen. Yeah, That's what it is. They're working on okay. Atlas Fallen. Uh, which is bizarre because Deck 13 made Lords of the Fallen. And now we're getting the Lords of the Fallen, which is by Studio Hexworks, which didn't it hasn't made anything else. <laughs> that feels like a good starter game for um, developers. Notably, they are they are very experienced. It's a team made up of like veterans from other teams, so it's not like a an inexperienced team. But there is no information about them. Like this is the website I was presented with felt like a startup website. Can I so oh. can I derail this for a second to say something about the original Lords of the Fallen? Yeah, go for it. Please. Apparently, that came out for iPhone and Android? What? <laughs> it looks like I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> it certainly looks like it. Yeah, uh. just bizarre sequence of events happening here to have the Lords of the Fallen. It, it's just such a strange thing. Why use this IP? Why not just call it like a new thing? Because it doesn't look like Lords of the Fallen at all. It's got a weird soul lantern. It takes place a thousand, more than a thousand years after the events of the first game. So like completely disconnected okay. from a game that okay. no one played exactly <laughs> different game at that point and it, it is like it's a single player game that's it's along the lines of lords of the fallen it says five times bigger neat lords of the fallen wasn't a particularly long game so that's not that big of a flex <laughs> i mean i'll give them credit the title sounds cool so I guess maybe well if that's use it all again? they cared about. <laughs> I just just stick the V in front of it and not doing Lords of the Fallen <laughs> two or something. I feel like if you want to grab the Lords of the Fallen fan base, you need to put a two behind it, right? Don't don't yeah make it V. <laughs> There's so many other things they could do too. Lord of the Fallen that sounds even that, more unique, great. similar but more unique. Something yeah. Fallen Fallen Lords. I don't like know. That. Yeah. There's Lord a lot of, of Fallen, options like here. The Second Coming or something, if you want to do like a subtitle instead of a Lord of the Fallen, Steel like, Rising of P. 
Steel Rising. Oh, yeah, God. Yes. Yes. God, why do all these <laughs> games sound like the same game? This is bizarre. This is one of the most confusing announcements I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll play it. <laughs> you got Ryan, guys. Great, great job, Hexor. I played you the original Lords of the Fallen, so I feel like I, I owe it to the IP. Oh. You may be the only person on the planet. <laughs> to know what bizarre thing is happening here. This is just so I don't, strange. I'm not saying the game's going to be bad. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just weird. why? Just why? <laughs> why is it called Lords of the Fallen? Why are also, we using that IP? <laughs> on this little blip blurb I'm reading here, it says they will also have the option to invite a second player to join their adventure in uninterrupted online co-op. That sounds cool. A new feature okay. for the franchise. <laughs> the what a new franchise? feature for the franchise? The franchise. Ron, game two. I don't think this. I don't think Lords of the Fall has, has enough anything to be considered a franchise. Uh, and the other Fantasy thing I thought, I saw franchise. this. I was like, my my biggest thought in my head was Mortal Shell two. When this trailer uh, yeah. was playing, because it it looks mm. like Mortal Shell, um, which I'd be down for a Mortal Shell two. I would be more excited I for that than yeah. this. I would because at least Mortal Shell <laughs> I, Mortal Shell was at least like a seven out of ten. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still relieved Brett didn't choose that for a for a, uh, a um, game. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I I already I already beaten it. I'm not gonna. I don't want to hurt you that much. You need to. You need to. Well, maybe by the time we get to uh, to Ninja Gaiden three, I'll be that much. I'll be that punished. <laughs> You'll be to that punished. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm still playing Ninja Gaiden one, so maybe. I mean, yeah, you're I'll almost play done. it. I don't know if I'll like her or not, but I'll certainly play it. <laughs> All right. All the way through. <laughs> That's it. That's the Lords of the Fallen. We're, we are definitely going to talk about this again, because this is my like, personal nightmare. <laughs> it's Lords it's of the so Fallen surreal. sequel. It's well, we such a the, surreal thing to happen. It's by a different nightmare. developer. It's... This is just like a perfect storm of confusion to me. And I you can tell the audience Bizarre. was also just super confused. Oh, we, we have the Ryan's announced. Nightmare episode if that ever happens. Is all yeah. just the Lords of the Fallen. Um moving out too got announced. Moving out's a little fun fun game where you move things around in like a puzzle game in yeah. co-op. Great. First one was it's fun. a lot of fun. Uh I'm no. looking forward to this. The art looks great. That's it. <laughs> That's moving out. Uh, all right, Hogwarts Legacy got another trailer, and the big like selling point of this trailer is the idea of, hey, there's multiple paths in this game. You can be a dark wizard or not a dark wizard. Cool, I like that. That's about that's that's the extent of my thoughts on this until we actually play the game. Um, I, I like that there's an option, and they they had the idea of, oh, you can learn these unforgivable curses and become a dark wizard, and I'm like, okay. That's neat. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I like that you can. I like that the option's there. <laughs> Feels like a second or third playthrough thing that I... Yeah, that's that's like down the line, a couple years, played again. You know, One gotta see I... the route where you end up murdering everybody. <laughs> One thing I didn't I'd see, that I'd be interested to see if there was, but I think they would have said if there was in the trailer. Like, if there's the physical differences type thing that go along with it, like, you know, if you become... A little bit more Voldemorty. Oh yeah, that would be. I can see that happening. Although I, I wonder because sort of like, like, I, 
I'm not sure if this is going to be a you go dark wizard and your is it Renegon Paragon Paragon of um, Renegade, Renegade Paragon system Paragon type thing. You know, words are hard. Um, of Mass Effect, mm-hmm. where you are getting and you're you're trying to do the same goal just through whether or not you're doing it through friendship and and you know the power of love uh, and all that, or you're doing it through the power of big weapons. Uh, <laughs> well, is that what we're going here, or is it actually like? A, you join the villains and are now the evil big boss type thing. It, it depends so. too, because I feel like a lot of games don't have the the balls to like effectively undo character creation aspects by like mm-hmm. sawing your nose off <laughs> or, <laughs> or the other things that come with wild. Like I would love to. So it, it, it depends. Bizarrely strange thing yeah. for like a what? primarily aimed at kids franchise. So yeah. yeah. It would be interesting this for them to do is... that because the only game I can think of that does that is, of all things, Damon X Machina because you can choose to remove your legs and have them be replaced <laughs> with robot ones instead, right. <laughs> just permanently. <laughs> Which yep. is weird, but it looks cool, and I feel like more things need to to double down in that regard if they even want to do it. I don't know. Uh-huh. It does look very cool. Uh, yeah, all right, we saw some Dying Light 2 DLC. Anything else to add, Alex? No. Okay. I saw you go for it. I was like, hey, you want to you fit something in before uh, we move on? No. Right. I regretted saying it as it came out of my mouth. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dying Light 2 DLC is coming along. That game is fun, so I'm excited to see what this is, what the reception to this is. Then we got another weird trailer. So, Tortuga, I don't know if this is one of the trailers you were going to talk about, Brett, is a lo- lower budget... Um, looks like a, a tactical pirate rpg i'm down for that but there was this really big like sweeping shot at the end where this pirate dude leans over and you you want to join my crew it's in tortuga and like the title drop happens oh, and i God. was like tortuga is an actual place <laughs> like it doesn't have the gravitas well, that the, they the think it land <laughs> he said it like it was gonna be a franchise or something i'm like it's just tortuga oh. like <laughs> I just that maybe people would recognize it out. from Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. The land of Chicago. Say, they, they have to pick Tortuga because <laughs> otherwise you're getting weird spots where pirates uh, were active that are just places yeah. people go to vacation. They'll be like, <laughs> ah, the Florida Keys. You know, or something. <laughs> that doesn't have the weight. <laughs> I just thought it, it stood out as really funny. Um, yeah, I think this is a neat looking game. You got a bunch of different ship types. You customize your ship and you, you do some sailing and, and destroy things to become a great pirate. And that's all I, that's all we ever want from pirate games. I'm, I'm leaning towards it because I think, as I've told, I think at least a couple of you guys, I've been hankering to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies again yeah. for some reason. Regardless of whether or not they're not they're good, I, I've just been feeling. They start the good. They start good. And I, I think the the one of the newer ones is meant to be good, but I'm not sure. Who knows? You know, maybe Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> podcast spinoff is in order. Uh, oh, Finally, <laughs> yeah, Tortuga. I don't know. It looks interesting. We'll we'll see how this progresses. Um, then we saw Marauders. Marauders kind of surprised me. I thought this looked pretty rad. It kind of looked. Uh, dark tidy and it's a first person shooter it looks kind of co-op-y where you you go through and you raid a thing with up to three yeah. other players looks kind of craft like craft weapons uh, of gear that that game that's Russian and has guns Tarkov. boy 
Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like Space Tarkov. That's cool. I, I like the the look of this. The aesthetic was fun. But I might give it a try. We don't have a lot of details, so yeah. I, I hope it's not as hardcore as Tarkov because I think that market like, is pretty nailed down to Tarkov at this point. It's it. I don't know if you guys have seen any gameplay. There's a ton of gameplay out there because I think it might even be in early access right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks pretty Tarkov. -y. Not quite as intense, but what, what game? Uh, sorry, Marauders. Oh, Marauders. I didn't know it was already yeah, early access. Yeah, looks fun. I don't know if it's an early access, but I've definitely seen some pretty extended gameplay that have been given out to like YouTube. Yeah, it's it's incoming soon, but this does look very cool. Yeah, Some got nice beta, space theme maps. Apparently, the closed beta. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm very interested in this. It looks like there's an actual flying around thing you can do or something. That yeah, to get neat. in and out of the levels, you have to like fly in and out with your ship. Brad, and I'm. I hope. Again, I'm. I'm the same with you, Ryan. I hope. I mean, usually, I feel like negatively is is the way that these sort of communities view this term, but I hope it's more casual and not I want to rip parts of my body off after losing. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Tarkov <laughs> well, is. Because I think there's they... a huge market of people like you and I that like the idea of these games, but not actually playing them. Yeah, I've, I've I, bounced off I'm a lot of things that have tried this too. before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But just like, at the same time, like using like like a well rod in space is just like so so wacky and cool and like the classic looking gas mass and stuff yeah, but i don't know it, it looks depends. nice and smooth mm -hmm. if that's mm -hmm. actual movement in game and not like a cinematic of oh you're you're entering this place or you're boarding the ship cinematic yep. type thing all right now it's time for the gamescom intermission to talk about destiny 2 because uh, yes. <laughs> we also had the destiny 2 showcase go on this time and look, I've been very vocally against many of the decisions that Bungie has made in regards to Destiny 2. They're reverting at least the biggest one of those decisions, which is very good. Uh, no more expansion sunsetting is a huge deal, at least for me, because it's it, to me that's them saying, okay, we're actually going to like put the effort into the engine to make sure this game can run with all the content, oh, yeah. rather than yeah. siphoning out the last year of content constantly. And they also uh, said that they're that's awful. They 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 briefly mentioned it, but they didn't elaborate on it. That they were like trying to create better ways to catch people up in the story. Yeah, at least I don't well, know that's whether the big that's problem. going to come with a single player. Okay, here's the Red War campaign bit, which I think would be the most preferable option. Yeah, or the or a storyline or a better new or or, or better new light experience uh, for people. Which there's just so many issues with that that new player route into Destiny. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm lucky in that I was on the tail end of people that played through the content that is now cut. So I'm I'm at least caught up with what is currently in the game. Most people probably aren't, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's going to um, continue to impact Bungie's ability to get new players unless they have a solution for that. So I missed out but, on seeing if this is true or not, but one of you guys might have caught it. So are they bringing back the content they've already removed, we don't or are they know just yet. keeping all the... Okay. Not there was we, no confirmation that of that, they, which probably means lean on no, but They, they it's, mentioned it's it by word to get a better new player experience slash in on the game, but they didn't show or, yeah, or okay. elaborate on anything like that. And the thing um, I do know is that sure they've we'll talked see. about how the, their engine rework means they would have to redo content. It's not like a one-to-one yeah. -one port. They have to remake 
the entire like script of it. The art still works, but everything else they have to redo the gameplay side of it, which interesting is a gargantuan endeavor to do for the entire yeah, campaign. Which one of one of the things that people noticed was in back in Season of the Haunted when they brought the Leviathan back, um, it is uh, the the first area that you go into. I, I forget the name of it. it. Starts with a seed, like the Castellum, I think. Um, it is smaller than it is in the raid, and that's because they had to completely remake the map from scratch uh, because mm. of the engine reworks that they've already done. Yeah, so um, I I lean on the side of it's probably going to be some other way to catch people up, some in-game thing that isn't a full campaign. Um, which is unfortunate because I think Forsaken especially is a shame to lose. I, I know why it is not as big on that campaign, but at least like gameplay wise, Forsaken is really fun. Oh yeah, and I would love to um, to have those set pieces back in the game. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's, I it's wanna, hard to have. I, I want to hunt down a murderer on a bike. It was just a cool idea, uh, and it was executed pretty well. So I'm sad that it's gone, and hopefully it comes but, back at uh, some point. Aside from the 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 changes that they're doing, they also you know announced. Lightfall and the the season that is currently yep. dropped, and along with Lightfall, the new subclass abilities, and the, and the existence of the new mobility option, the grappling. Hey, hook. hey, Wyatt, Destiny Two has, now has a grappling hook for everyone. Well, it, it will this February, but yeah. it's gonna well. have a grappling hook. It is going to look so good because they showed it off with the physics. They showed it off in older content, so you know it's not just a a. Uh, location locked thing you can do it anywhere you can do it in crucible matches to really screw with people <laughs> and it's usable regardless oh, of, of your class too it's not like a single class oh, really? thing. it's for everyone which oh. is great oh so. class i thought you, i thought you were talking about subclass oh, i yeah, i suspect it might also be subclass agnostic because otherwise it feels i i think everyone would just play the grappling hook class <laughs> like, yeah. i didn't know that too <laughs> Uh, one problem with Titanfall <laughs> 2 is that the grappling hook class is the most fun. <laughs> I and never it, played anything else. I'm never going to play anything else. <laughs> yeah. um, if it's not, they're going to have to rework those other subclasses again to give them some funky mobility fun. or yeah, something. Yeah, something like oh. that. In addition, but in addition to that other content, the other like quality of life things that they uh, touched on were you now have loadout options, so you don't have to go to... Uh, Dim or Destiny Item Manager, uh, which Edge is an out of game thing. Uh, they're focusing more on the social aspect by now letting you uh, match make for raids and uh, six player activities and things like that. Um, and there's also like a new like uh, social thing at the end of said activities. What was the accommodation system? Yeah. I think it's accommodations. Yeah, where you can you know give people. Thumbs up, like yeah, they're they're a very good leader. They they bring the damage. This person is the designated ad clear junkie. <laughs> yeah, I th I think this this looked good. Lightfall, the expansion that's coming in February, uh, looks impressive. It visually super striking art style. The new subclasses look great. Um, love the idea of it being a more urban vertical area than the other zones. That seems I very like fun. I like that it looks super different because I feel like occasionally Destiny can sort of fall into that, like, wow, this area looks like the last 10 areas I've been in. Yeah, they all look sort good, but thing. they look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to see some more color and more lights that aren't just like the very shades of green. Which looks exactly like what we're getting in Neo Muna. Yep. 
Neo Luna, Neo Luna. The new looks good. The the new city we go to on Neptune. All right, moving on from the Destiny Two zone back into Gamescom with Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> Do we have to go back? <laughs> Man, I I'm so ready for this game to come out and to see this. I am sure there's going to be like a very vocal group of people that love it. And then a very vocal group of people that hate it. I just want to know how big the middle area is going to be. Is this game <laughs> going to be like, is it a four, a six, or an eight? I don't know. I th- I thought this game had potential, and then I saw some gameplay, and I went, oh, yeah, that looks like a Sonic game. <laughs> that's that's wow. the thing is that it 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 is very extremely true that if you if you do not like Sonic games, you probably not like the Sonic game. And if you have been playing Sonic games since you were able to move your fingers, then you will probably like it. And there is no like in between almost at all from any of the 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 sources that I've seen or people that I've talked to. They've all been like, "Oh yeah, no, I, I haven't. I only like the two D Sonics, and this just looks like this looks like Sonic Adventure. I don't or Sonic Adventure Two is the greatest game ever made, and I play yeah. it three times every single year, and I'm going to pick this up immediately and play it, it three times it, every year. Also, it really the villain just... in this game looks like techno whipped cream. <laughs> Welcome to Sonic. <laughs> and that's the thing is not I, I don't think it well I was going to say I don't think it looks bad. I think it looks kind of bad. But um but it doesn't look like from their first trailer I thought it had the tone of like this is going to be like a really different Sonic game. It's and an then I saw the gameplay is nice. And then I was like, "Oh, this is Sonic Adventure, but the grass looks weirder." Pretty much that is yeah. my takeaway as well. Yeah. All right, Which moving not... on from Sonic Frontiers because I know we're going to talk about it again when it comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no way not to. Uh, we have Under the game. Waves, which is another one of the like random games that showed up that I thought looked really fun. Um, you delve under the water in this this cool looking little narrative exploration game, and you got like a, a little submarine you you drive around. A little bit more narrative heavy than Subnautica is. The yeah, vibe. and it looks like yeah. this. This doesn't look like a crafting game. This looks like an actual like exploration focused. I don't know. Maybe we'll oh, get some like Quantic dark Dream. stuff because there's some things here that look almost like yeah, monstrous. Quantic Dream helped on this game. But They're didn't publishing make it? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a. Yeah. They said they access. They they allowed them access to talents and motion capture and that kind of thing. Um, so Quantum Dream was involved in development, but probably not actually conceiving the game or anything. They were just helping get it to release. That's so, probably uh, as much as I want Quantum Dream involved. Yes, <laughs> yeah. For, for, for that, for that reason, and that I, it's it's almost similar to the Sonic game scenario where you either like the Quantum Dream games or you absolutely oh, despise them. I don't uh, hate the games. It's just like there's some been some weirdness around that developer lately. David Cage is a, oh, a yeah. weird individual. Yeah. He's super weird, but also at the same time, like it's one of those things where they're they have already said that they're working on like three other projects. One of them being yep. that huge Star Wars game. They're not yeah. in a place to be like helping a bunch of studios right now. It feels no. Like. This sounds like a fancy way of saying we let them come in our studio and use our motion capture. <laughs> I think that's exactly <laughs> what <it means. laughs> uh, They're probably letting them use the parts of de- development that none of the Quantic Dream stuff is near able to use oh, right oh. now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're like, here, nobody's in the Foley room today. You want to use that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving past that, we saw Goat Simulator 3 again. I don't know. This looks fun. 
I think that's about the extent of my my thoughts on this. You got a little open world sandboxy like, thing. You know how I am with you know how I am co -op. with physics. I love them. I love I love uh, what's the not soft body physics? That's what it no, hang on. Ragd ragdoll, I think is the Yeah, ragdoll physics. The, the term, yeah. Uh look yeah, this this looked entertaining. It's it's got more of a it looks like there are more objectives to do in this. And it's a little bit more directed than original Goat Simulator. That's the feeling that I'm getting is you do a little bit more questy type stuff uh, that leads you to the the crazy physics things that happen. So I'm excited to see what the the depth of this game looks like and how crazy it gets. I think another big up is um it, well some of the games that we've played for for Games Pass um. A couple of times, the humor we we think doesn't or isn't going to age well or hasn't aged well. I feel like yeah. Goat Simulator is pretty solid in its staying a rag, power. A ragdoll uh, goat is always funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah, it's always gonna have a little bit of huh. You know, it's it's got like you can get one huh out of me uh, oh, yeah. when it happens, <laughs> and the rest of the humor is what drives it forward. So, I I think this will be fun. Uh, all right, we saw Return to Monkey Island. It looks good. They announced pre-orders, which give you a single item called horse armor that does literally <laughs> nothing. Oh <laughs> my god. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting visual style to go along with it. I like the I visual this. style. Somehow that's controversial. I know there's been people who didn't. People keep complaining. I think this game looks great. <laughs> I... I literally don't understand oh, I don't what the complaint is about. I don't think it's bad. I just thought it was a, a weird departure from what it usually looks like. 3D I mean, or but 2D. It's been like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> They're allowed to have a departure. I don't I don't know what I thought it would look like. I didn't think and it would look like. No, then, I understand. I think this is still pretty along what I expect from a Monkey Island game. Like, I don't know. I think this is just such a weird thing that people keep complaining about is this art style, and I don't, I don't see the problem. Yeah, I don't understand why it's controversial. I mean, I get going, oh, that's different than before, but I think it looks great. I don't understand why there's any controversy. Because the old ones are, are pixel art. That's, that's how far we got. <laughs> they weren't going to return to pixel art. Not that <laughs> pixel art is bad, but... It's just such a, a strange hill to die on. Uh, I, you know what the only thing I do hope about it is is that it because I, I, I played the, the three Monkey Island games I, I wanted to undo the theme park ending or, or ignore it and go along with just the continue the pirate shenanigans I think that's what this is Okay, <laughs> this is the pirate shenanigans one uh, you can look it up there's, there's more details but Monkey Island's had a few creators over the course of it or like lead developers mm -hmm. This is one of the ones that worked on, I believe, the original three games and not the rest of them. So there's like a, a weird it's thing where they're not. And by series originators. So I would yeah. assume. Because there was another one that wasn't super along the lines of the other games, which I, I haven't played. So I don't have a lot of other information about this. Yeah, it, it wasn't handled super well, to my knowledge. And, and like some people liked it, some people didn't. But it's just, this is not those developers. It's, those aren't the people heading this project. And so it's not going to follow that line of thought. Um, I'm not sure if that's the theme park one you're talking about, Alex, or not. But that's the, the general outlook on this. All right, then we saw Moonbreaker. Yeah. This is this... the game 
from the Subnautica devs. This might be. This is from the Subnautica devs. This my is from the Subnautica games. Wow. This is my most hyped thing. <laughs> okay. Because all of a sudden they revealed that it's it's a sci-fi turn-based mini-based uh, tabletop-inspired tactics game with Brandon Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which every single thing is my said my about current favorite author. Um, wild just to show up here. I also, didn't expect this. Looks fun. Not to um, turn this into a fantasy book podcast. Yeah. But has Brandon Sanderson has like five books coming, five or six books yeah, coming out does. this year. Has he slept this year? Nobody understands how, how he does. <laughs> Maybe. <it. laughs> he is, huh. You know. I'm sure he's the reason that George R. R. Martin is the way that he is. Sanderson just <laughs> takes all his energy yeah. and writes everything in place of him. So One more thing about Moonbreaker here, though. I'm curious, excited. They showed off that you can paint all the models yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is really, cool. really designed to be a digital like miniatures game. It's not... Yeah, it's, that, that's the like first and foremost thought for here. Too. Oh, and Alex, you know what this reminded me of? Um, Which Alex? Dimension 20. Oh, sure, both of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dimension uh-huh. 20, it's a tabletop RPG show. They did a season called Starstruck Odyssey where they're they're doing like space things. This looks like that. It looks oh. like Starstruck. That, that's the biggest vibes I'm getting from this is Starstruck, and that's a very good compliment. Uh, it was also a comic series a long time ago that's very and good. So, yeah, Starstruck is the vibe I'm getting here, and that's a very good thing. Um, I'm really com- curious as to what the the type of gameplay Moonbreaker is going to have will be. It's clear that it's going to have like some, some single-player components. It's going to have some kind of like turn-based competitive thing. Um, but I would like for this to have some like solid single-player offerings, and I, can't, I have to imagine it will if Brandon Sanderson is involved. I don't think you hire an author to co-create your game and not have things that showcase their ability to write a setting. Uh, and it feels like in multiplayer that would suffer a little bit. So I, I hope there is like a single player side of this game. Uh, I believe Sub-title. there will be, but something a little bit more in depth than just, you know, a single skirmish or something. It's subtitle is many ways to play. Oh, I, I just love <laughs> the energy I was getting from this is this team super excited about this game. Oh and yeah. People are concerned that they're going from Subnautica, which is a first-person survival game, to this. Their first game was a first-person shooter (laughs) with RTS elements. I'm not concerned because it looks like they love this game. Yeah, it looks like... I don't think this team wants to make the same thing twice, uh, which is probably why Subnautica Below Zero is not as good as the first one. Um, So, yeah, I, I think their excitement is very showing... very much showing here. Okay, moving on. Friends versus Friends. This is another yeah. odd one. Uh, the trailer was a, a like cinematic, cool, fun CG trailer that showed like, oh, you have cards, and then you shoot your friends in the head. I got the I got the idea. Uh, the <laughs> gameplay looks wild. I don't understand yeah. what's going on here. I'm sure if I played it, I probably would get a handle on it, but. It looks insane from the images that we've seen. Ooh, so. nice Borderlands-esque shader style while having the RF be more cartoony. Yeah, it, it looks good. Uh, I, I just want to know how this feels to play because 
I mean, we know one game successfully did the uh, the card-based first-person shooter thing well. Neon White has done very well for itself. So maybe this game will also do it well. It just looks wild it because it's like a c- online 1v1, 2v2 <laughs> thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the Xbox original game that did this. It was like a third-person card-based uh, multiplayer combat game. That still has like a really small, like super, super dedicated community. Um, but I remember I remember the the developers for that were like, I want to create the feeling of how like, like OK, you, you go to like a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament and you play Yu-Gi-Oh, but you just ultimately, you know, you just feel like you're putting cards on the table. I want to make an experience that you feel like you feel like Yu-Gi-Oh does in the, the show. show where it's just like mm, you yes. summon a fireball that just obliterates the guy in front of you or whatever. And, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of card based things, but that's just exactly the attitude that I would want it to see be approached with because that just makes it sound cool. And it feels like this game being like multiplayer pvp focused kind of could have the same exact kind of energy i I already have i know a handful of people i know are going to like absolutely eat this game up and kick my ass when i try to play it with them but (laughs) it it looks like fun it's uh, a it's weird but i hope that things like this kind of become more popular because that one i wish i could remember that original xbox game's name but it's such a cool idea and i want to see more of it because it's just it's just weird Super hey, that's super. why I liked Lost Kingdoms. Lost Kingdoms, rad. You get to mm, throw yeah, your yeah. cards down and, and summon monsters. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super down for this. I hope it's good. All right, moving on to the Lies of P. This is another this, big one. It it looks like a soul like with the storytelling of Nier. Yes, this it's also the worst name cool. ever conceived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a weird name. Yeah. I think we've talked about it before. We have. I, yeah, I have no opinion on the name. I think it's fine. It's I, I think there could be a better name, but I, I don't find it as aggressively annoying as Returnal. <laughs> so, oh, you find that annoying? I look. I have a thing on okay, one word names. Returnal is not as bad as some other things, but I, one word nonsense names I don't like. The only reason I like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is because you have Metal Gear Rising before the Revengeance. Yeah, (laughs) at least it's, like, silly on purpose, it feels like. Yeah, every time I hear a name like that, I I can't help but laugh. I think it's very funny. So You also have a chainsaw sword in Lies of P, so... Yes, you do. I'm I'm for it. I keep seeing stuff about this game, like, a lot, and I don't know. I'm just sort of... Eh. Yeah, looks like it could be good. But I'm just sort of. It looks like Bloodborne, uh, but with like a slightly different, more mechanical skin on it, rather than like the beasts that Bloodborne has, which I think is fine. <clears throat> I think the the souls like cursed word, but that's the name of the genre now, I guess. Uh, Look, I, I... is like it's pretty oversaturated because there are just like a lot of things in it that are just not. Very good. I'm gonna and I'm gonna take a only... risk here and say I don't think this actually looks like that much of a Souls like. It's it has like I think it's got all the mechanics of a Souls like, but when I see yeah, gameplay of this game, all I can think about is Devil May Cry Five, and that excites me to no end. Oh, because this has like would... Devil May Cry level combat with a trick arm that you use. Yeah. And it's reminding me immensely of what it looks like in Devil May Cry to fight things. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I guess like, Souls like isn't. 
necessarily the right game. word. Well, they call I it a Souls like. like Souls like is oh, on their Steam yeah. page, okay, so right. Souls like is the right word. But I think the combat here does not remind me of Souls like. It reminds me of them, what looks like a slower Devil May Cry. I thought oh, the, the UI, but then also especially, I the the lighting and set design for it, yeah, the, the environment art for it is very. The UI and the the, grab, the level design could literally looks like this could be like a Bloodborne mod. <laughs> mm. Yeah, which is yeah. how how muddy the term "souls like" is for a genre. Yeah. When literally the definition of it might as well be there's a door that says cannot be opened from this side when you walk up to it. Like that's pretty much you maybe lose <laughs> things when you die. You know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I got I got a little nervous uh, when, when there was the confusion earlier and we thought that maybe Deck 13 was making this game because I did not enjoy what I... No, this is a Neo-Wiz. But who... this, yeah, this looks too promising to be <laughs> like The Surge where it's just kind of a, a little bit of a clunky mess in my opinion. But I don't know. It looks cool enough for me to want to try it. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, it's on it, Game Pass, so... Yeah. I, I think this is certainly going to be a Game Pass Games Club game the month it comes Absolutely. out. Because I, I feel like we've got a couple of people in this group who are very interested in trying it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm excited to play this. I hope it's good. I like the idea of this, like, double-A resurgence, it almost feels like. Yeah. Of these strange also, ideas getting greenlit and made. It's 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 a weird kind of thing, but, like, the, that, that P really do be standing for Pinocchio, and it kind of feels like that a little bit of a... Ted, I think <laughs> might be the most off-putting thing to me about this game, that this is some Pinocchio weird game. Pinocchio game. <laughs> Why is there so many Pinocchio things coming out in, like, I... the next year or two? Wait, wait, I find it interesting. So many? What's going on with Pinocchio? There's a Pinocchio movie, and, like... Oh, a live-action Well, that Disney one just one. looks bad. That yeah, and bad. I yeah. swear <laughs> I've heard of, like, a third thing too but i can't think of what it is there what what i was going for is that it feels like a little like one entry in a non-existent resurgence of like the the dark snow white or the dark alice in wonderland oh, where God, it's just, like, yeah. a weird like uh reimagining of stuff that sometimes works i think it works for for lies of p uh but i don't know for video games especially i feel like it has a reputation of working rather well like there there's some games that are just like you you look at them and you read the title and it's just like oh that seems cool and then like, you play it and then like an hour in you realize oh my god this is just like th- this this is the bible but it's an action rpg with like everything's oh robots what the heck okay i didn't know that yeah i kind of wish that they had made the pinocchio influence subtler <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's already pretty subtle. Pretty <laughs> like, subtle. <laughs> well, not the influence, but like the P definitely just stands for Pinocchio. <laughs> oh no, yeah, they should have called it something different. I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but it, it it does not feel Pinocchio when you look at it. At least I don't think so. This gameplay I'm watching, boy, the person playing is having trouble. Yeah, what this, else is uh, new? this is what like else is the, new? this is like Welcome Doom to game journalism, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that Doom <All> gameplay. Right. <laughs> um, we after that we saw Stranded Alien Dawn, which is a another looks like a survival game. Yeah, I, yeah, with uh, open world and crafting, most likely. Well, this one ha- does have the unique thing of it looks to do more with actually creating like a community. Which I think is a cool idea, but I don't know from the marketing materials yet if that means 
you're doing a community of NPCs, or is this another like server-based thing? Um, I really hope there are NPCs in this game because I think there's a huge lacking in survival games that have like base building of actually having characters to fill the base with. The only game I think that's gotten that right is Conan Exiles, which has like NPCs that you can Rain you know world. get to on your side and have show up in Lorca's guards and stuff that look really cool. I think there's a bit of it in. Uh... My brain is short circuited. The the space game that had a bad launch, but people love nowadays. X four. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yes. Yeah. No Man's Sky has settlements now. Um, yeah. But it's not really a game I'm... about surviving with a settlement. You can mostly ignore it. Yeah, yeah, but I just mean, like, it does have that kind of thing into it now. There's so much in that game now. I bought it not that long ago, and it was just like, there's yeah. too much to do here. Almost. I know, this looks interesting. I think I do want to see some, like, solid gameplay of this first, because the idea of, of playing another game where you grapple with mysterious illnesses, extreme weather, and wildlife attacks... I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Sound. Sound and, like, arc. Kind of over... <laughs> Uh, I think plenty of people will still like this, but I, I need a hook for survival games now because of the way that they have happened is really not working for me. All right. After that, we saw the thing Deck 13's working on, Atlas yeah. Fallen. Uh, this is a neat-looking thing where you hunt big monsters using shape-shifting weapons and big sand abilities. Looks cool. Really reminding me of Anthem right now, <laughs> though. And I don't is know that, if that's is a it scary. reminding you of Anthem, really? The that's way it scary. looks reminds me of Anthem. Uh, I don't I, think this is going to be an Anthem situation, I but <laughs> no one deserves that. Because well, Deck 13 the, knows the, what they're the, doing the at a minimum. They know how to make a, a good like loot game. So mm-hmm. Are you talking I expect about, like, this won't the, have the the Bioware problems. Like with it, it reminds you of Anthem. Are you talking about like okay, the the ruins, and then we have techno tribe, the aesthetic in the distance, and like the ruins and the way that it looks like the the bloom and stuff like that. I'm getting Anthem vibes, even it, though functionally they don't look very similar, but visually the way it's presented reminds me of Anthem. <laughs> the visuals mm. for this. I react the same way to them as I did the visuals for you guys remember Godfall, don't you? And I think oh, uh, yeah. back for that I was uh, like, yep. this looks like a game sphere game that like you would they would have on in like Drake and Josh and it would just, it just be isn't, like, it isn't creating <laughs> a game. setting for me. It's no the I first and foremost thing game. is video game with super powered sand people, which is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm down for that, but every game like that that's come out recently has been a dumpster fire. <laughs> so yeah. I'm nervous because of that, not due to any fault of Deck 13. In fact, I really hope this game's good, because if it is, that sand gliding looks very fun. Mm-hmm. And I want to sand glide around and smash things with big hammers. That seems I great. I want to sand glide. I want to possibly entomb people in a, mummy, in a mummification And we do have grave. confirmation it has a story campaign, which is the other thing I wanted to know. Is, is this like a weird free-to-play thing, or is this going to be, like, a regular release? I expect yeah, I was, it's a regular release. I was worrying it was going to be, like, um... Dauntless? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I felt the Dauntless vibes, too. When I saw that big monster come out of the sand, I was like, this is Dauntless mm. in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> please don't be free-to-play. Please. Because um, Deck 13's paid stuff is, is not scummy at all, and 
has been handled very well. So I hope it's, a, it's just a regular full price game that I'll happily scoop up. We saw Homeworld 3 gameplay finally. It looks like Homeworld. It looks rad. Control some spaceships. Yeah. I wish I, I could say I thought it looked fans rad. Of Homeworld. Good. You're probably not an RTS gamer. <laughs> I'm, I am absolutely not. I can appreciate its visual style, but it's, yeah. it's not the game for me. Homeworld is very much a, a space RTS person game. And I don't know yeah. that I'm that person either. I do think it looks very cool, though, because I'm a big fan of space games. So, And the stories are usually really good. I like hearing people talk about the story for those games. Yeah, Homeworld 3 has got a good story. Yeah. Or Homeworld 1 and 2 have good stories. I hope 3 continues that trend. Um, the other thing I'm excited about, Homeworld 3, the one thing that I always have an issue with in every space RTS or anything like it, having like a physics simulation that is actually somewhat accurate, I don't need most games to have this, but I think just one, just one having like a physical-based either ballistic simulation or something or speed simulation would be super cool because you then have to deal with all the crazy realities of being in space instead of just it being basically an underwater RTS or something because everything ignores the fact that in space physics behave a little bit differently because you don't have to deal with gravity so when you shoot a bullet it doesn't drop <laughs> it just keeps just going go. um, there, no more arcs that's it. No. They're gone. It just gets faster until it hits something. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of fun things with that. it would be fun fun to play with, with that idea in some game. The, like, supposedly this is going to have some like physics-based simulations to it, so I hope that's the direction they're going. And even, it doesn't have to like affect the gameplay. I think just visually seeing like a ship skate around a corner or something to where it looks like it's at a weird angle because you can do that in space uh, huh. and have the weird tower ships instead of having the ships that are like flat like we see in most other media super cool give me some expanse style ship combat here speaking of space we saw honkai star rail I, which is I, the it's uh, a train it's in space i love it i'm like so split on this because i've played genshin impact um this is from hoyoverse who does genshin they're doing the other like urban and they say it's brawler. a tactical role-playing game this is a JRPG, a strategy like JRPG type thing that I believe is free to play. Um, hmm. I'm like oddly interested in this because <laughs> the trailer had really good vibes. Like this idea of oh, there's like a space noble, and the space noble's telling you you did something wrong, and and they're gonna like murder someone close to you, and you have a premonition about it, and your space train jumps through space. That's cool. <laughs> That's a cool idea. Space train. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope there's enough meat on this to even if you're playing it free-to-play, it has a good story or something. Because I think Genshin largely does. So I don't see them not having that, but I do hope that they limit the amount I have to interact with whatever free-to-play systems are here. That'd be nice. I don't trust that it will happen. But All right, after that, we saw High on Life with a solid chunk of gameplay. We had a, a whole boss fight. Where it they fight a bounty really hunter fun. bug. It looks fun. I love the fact that you reload guns through their mouths. Yep. That they talk to you. <laughs> I, I think the I, humor in this trailer, I hope it was tuned up a little bit, because it was starting to grate a tiny bit. Of It was just constant noise. So I hope they, they add some more like dead space between lines, so they hit a little bit harder, and it's not just constant bickering of your weapons. Um... 
but yeah, I, I think the humor was largely landing well. The boss fight looked fun. Lots of cool mechanics. I I just think that the person playing seemed to be doing too good because they had to keep stop stopping and not shooting at the boss <laughs> so that the whole fight would play out, which <laughs> was very funny. Uh, yeah, it, it looks fun. Yeah, I'm probably going to pick that one up. It's on Game Pass too, so... Oh, then I'll definitely play it. <laughs> <laughs> Another neat-looking thing. Then the Expanse Telltale game got I'm, shown. I'm very... intrigued to see how the the new revived Telltale does. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is largely a test of that. The reception of this game feels like it's going to be a, a groundhog of Groundhog Day for Telltale 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I hope this is good, because I, I like the Expanse. I think the exploration idea here of it basically being set on a destroyed ship that you have to like go through Zero-G to get to different parts of it and figure out what happened, and almost more like a mystery going on than an actual regular Telltale story. Super interesting to me. This seems like it's going to be pretty unique. Um, I'm curious how it's going to work because you are playing a character from the show and t the the books in this game, and it's set as a prequel. So I think that that's going to lessen the tension no matter what because you know you're not going to die during the game. Well, uh, that's the same thing that they did for. Uh... Boy, I'm just not coming up with names. Uh, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. So I I wonder. There's a lot of ways to get around it, but I hope they don't rely on tension of your character getting killed, because that won't work <laughs> if they do, um, because she's in the other stuff. So I, I hope they find other ways to create tension and like have a, a strong supporting cast and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's about all I wanted to say about this, unless anyone else has stuff to add about The Expanse. Moving on to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game. This might be one of the wackiest announcements that I thought came up. I have to wonder what the player base for this is going to look like. So this is an asymmetric Me. 3 versus 7. So it's a 10 Me player in a round. 3 versus 7 horror online game. These are popular right now but they tend to die very quickly unless they are dead by daylight. Yep. Yeah. So I hope well, this has of enough of a player base to stick around. I'm very curious about the 3 versus 7. Cause Cause I don't that's think a I've big seen... player number. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think that might help depending on the way yeah. they do this. Because I think that I was talking to a friend about this like a week ago, too. Dead by Daylight is survives because like they got the balancing right. Yeah. It's not too easy for either party and all the other ones I have or, or and it's both kind of fun for both sides. A lot of the other ones that have come out, I've seen, it seems like that balance just wasn't there, and so it just died off. Yep. I do think this has, has potential, because I, I like the idea of it being not just one monster, but you're dealing with three, so there's actual, like, tactics that can happen here um, that you have to play around, of, like, you could have a coordinated team being that three, and that will kind of probably add to that horror atmosphere a little bit, which I like the idea of. Um, I also assume with three that just one of them won't be that powerful. Yeah, it feels like you're going to need to have like coordination for this, which I think is a cool idea. It feels very different than the other horror games that have been succeeding lately. Is they're almost all like one versus four, one versus five, or something like that. 
very few that I've seen are any kind of team-based thing. So that that's the biggest exciting thing for me. I assume so curious how how many people here are cult of of killer clowns fans <laughs> like <laughs> i mean like, i think it's hyper specific <laughs> i want to know like who, somebody like went to mgm and they're like we've got a pitch for a game and they're like okay you want james bond um we already <laughs> loaned it out to a couple people uh you gotta this gotta be pretty solid you know we care about this ip and they're like no 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 we're talking about killer clowns from outer space. And somebody was like, wait, we produced that movie? <laughs> sure, here's the license. Go, we'll, yeah, the, like, you, the, the you license want a license for, for that? Sure. Five dollars in a taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like what happened uh, here. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm so curious to see what this is like when it releases. All right, moving on. Uh, Scars Above is another it, cool space game. I. It looks cool. And then they went up close to the faces, and it looks like Mass Effect Andromeda. This does feel like it's it's a ways oh, out. No. Uh, let me see if I can figure out what the team here is. Madhead Games is, I believe, a development that has not worked on something in a very long time. They, They've been like I, a I'm on their, studio. I'm on their Steam page right now, and it literally looks like almost all of their games are point-and-click. Uh, point-and-click hidden objects. What? So... Oh, but it's been a while oh, since okay. they've put something out, so this feels like they were hunkering down on this for a while. This, maybe maybe yeah. it'll come out well, because we've seen studios like this have hits when they come out. So I, oh, I'm yeah. not worried I mean, that there's no possibility of a Dead success by here. Daylight was made by a company that yeah, behavior made a lot of not necessarily bad, but like they seem to make a lot of games that was when Disney would come by and say, we want a DS What's game to wild. tie into our we thing. We saw a, a pre-alpha gameplay video of this game last year. Really? Like, this is not the first time that we've seen this game. Um, and largely, it looks okay. It kind of reminds me of Outriders, which feels really good to play. So, I hope this is working well. And not very poorly. <laughs> it could go either way. And, uh, find out when it comes out in ten years. All right, we then saw Weird Song, which was a strange historical fantasy RPG about occult things. I'm always into weird yeah, occult games. Um, this sounds super cool. Oh, from a bunch my eye of it. Bethesda developers. And yeah, there's Obsidian a packed developers. team behind this. The lack of any actual footage, Probably of course, is always nerve-wracking, but I think... This to me really felt like the join our team game <laughs> trailer. This was like the please look us up and if you want to work here, join the team. Because I, I don't think this is going to come out for a while. Um, it doesn't look like it, yeah. I'm excited to see it though, because I'm always down for more RPGs of any kind. All right. We saw Gotham Knights again. We're seeing a lot of Gotham Knights. I'm kind of. I think this trailer looked better the than the last guy. one. I agree. This made me actually kind of excited for it. I, I'm so on the fence about this game, because I'm, I think when they show Nightwing, and they show the villains, it looks good. When they show Red Hood, I get really confused as to why Red Hood <laughs> has magic powers and guns yeah. that don't kill people, and it looks just... I think there's going to be a lot of Red jumps in the weird. process there. To, I don't think to I'm going to play as Red Hood. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I know, I know Red Hood has magic powers in some of the comic stuff. I understand he that. He doesn't. 
doesn't he? I know he hasn't won because someone told me this. That was like they were adamant that he had magic powers in one of the comic books. I don't and know. So I'm sure in that, one man. thing somewhere he has magic powers, but this is never what I think anyone thinks of when they think of Red Hood. Boy, I'm gonna have <laughs> to look that up because I powers. I consider myself quite a comic book nerd. And... Some they could have been lying to me because they they want me to play this game with them. That that is entirely I, possible. I want to play this game. If if you guys no. play this on the podcast, I will play it. Like <laughs> if if you want to play this, I'm more likely to play this I, game if I know people that want to play it. <laughs> so. I will probably play it for my own podcast that doesn't ever have episodes coming out. But nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think this it, it could be fun. I I just really want to know. I'm not as negative on this game as Wyatt is. Wyatt has had some some real this looks real bad moments with it. Sometimes it, it does look real bad. I think that I'm where I am right now on this game is that obviously I I love Batman. I'm yeah. a big you can probably even see a Robin in the background. I was they, and there's didn't another they one over there and a Batman right over there. Before this, that this is in the Arkham universe of the old games. It is games. not. It is not in the Arkham. Or am I thinking of Suicide Squad? Or yeah, you're probably thinking of that. I don't know. I think I'm thinking from. of Suicide Squad. But um, is... Gotham Knights is not in the same universe. Yeah, Suicide Squad is in the same universe. Okay, that's what. It okay, is. that'll be very interesting. I don't want to get into that right now, though. Um, but yeah, where it, I am with just, this, this game is, right the now, the fact that this is a confusing thing is the a detriment to these games. Yeah, they should not have included the word knight in this title. Yeah. This is hard Arkham enough. Knight was the last game to come out in the Arkham series. Anyway, where I am with this game right now is that, like, from what I've seen of the gameplay, some of it looks really good. Sometimes it looks a little clunky. And so I just want to get my hands on it and give it a yeah. try. If there was, like, a beta, that would be fantastic. I think that's the best case scenario for this if it plays well is to have a have a demo or a beta or something so that people can try it out. So I really hope it's not another Avengers. Uh, all right, moving uh, past Gotham Knights to another game that like just kind of showed up and I thought looked really cool. Where Winds Meet, yeah, which is an action uh, game set in the Northern Song Dynasty, which is just like I, I'm always down for these like Chinese RPGs and action games to make it over to the West. Because I've been playing a few of them of of just like really popular franchises in China that never make it to the West outside of recently, they're really good. <laughs> they're like largely extremely competent um, action games that just don't tend to come out here. So I'm hoping this is along those lines because it looked fun. You had like a grappling hook and could do some cool stuff. It gave me Tenchu vibes, and I'm always down for Tenchu vibes. It just seemed fun. Looks like a, a good little Ghost of Tsushima style action game. Which I think is just a good thing to compare yourself to. Had a really good sense of scale. The like rooftop running looks fun. So And then there's Hideo Kojima's podcast. Yeah. yeah but... Isn't this not his first podcast? Didn't we go through this like This is his first like, like English available ago? one. Oh, okay. Okay. I definitely it's being live translated about... to English on Spotify. Okay. I wonder if it's the same one, because I remember seeing something about him having a podcast on Spotify like six months ago, but it was only in Japanese. Yeah. So I wonder if it's the same thing. All right. Rapid fire of a few things that I don't think any of us are going to have a lot to say about. Uh, Park Beyond. It's a park, park creating game where you can make impossible things. Cool. 
you got Warhammer 40k Darktide. We're definitely, at least Wyatt and I are definitely going to play this game. So we'll have a big blowout when that comes out oh, to talk yeah. about it. Rope me in here. I, yeah, that... we'll rope you in. We'll do a Darktide episode. That'll be fun. Uh, Blacktail, which is a like witchcraft, choose-your-own-RPG-looking thing that, I don't know, looks cool. You get to choose if you're like a good witch or a bad witch, and you got a bow. That's a neat vibe. But we, we don't know much else about this game, so moving past it. Anything else to, to think about those few games? Not about Great. those ones. I could talk about Dark Tide all day, but I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it because we have too much to say about Warhammer, I'm sure. Um, Crossfire X got a new thing shown, uh, and Dorf Romantic also got stuff shown. So those are just like updates to existing games. Um, Phantom Hellcat is the next like new thing, which was yeah. a... F- I love the presentation of this. Uh, it had a, a very good sense of showcasing what it looked like, which is this, it's an action game with like a slashing, hacking, slashing platformer thing. For a brief second, I thought this might be an Alice sequel. <laughs> God. It there was like a like quarter of a second where it, it kind of looked like it, and I was like, is this like a spiritual successor to Alice? Uh, Madness Returns or something like that, which would be rad. It does still look very good, so I'm I'm in on this. I think this looks like a lot of fun with its its hack and slashy combat. Mostly just because I want more games with hack and slashy combat, and this is reminding me a lot of Alice Madness Returns, which is a very fun game. So I mean, no, the sequel for that is never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come out in twenty sixty. Yes, <laughs> it'll be It'll American about the same time dying of, uh, everywhere. <laughs> yep. So I, I'm excited Half about Hellcat. I'd like to see more of it. All right. We saw the finals, which is a combat game show. This is another one of those things where I just like had no idea what was happening. They were it just, just like, come, come and join the finals. The finals, every, everyone knows what the finals is, guys. Come on, it's the, the finals. Men, the the Renaissance men are coming into town. See, I think if you're going to do that kind of trailer, you need to have a name like Monday Night Combat, the old classic sports yeah. combat game. Where you hear Monday Night Combat, you go, oh, it's Monday Night Football, but it's a combat game. I yeah, instantly exactly. understand that. I don't instantly understand the finals. I start to think of like school, and that's a weird yeah, thing to yeah. think about. Yeah, normally when I hear finals, I'm like, oh god. I also think yeah. the art style here is aiming pretty realistic, which is, Strange. I think, a mistake if you're going for this sports vibe. I think you need to really go out there. Yeah, that, like, I don't know. It 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 would have worked more, I think, if they actually like showed what the game was and not just a bunch of splashes of colors and CG yeah. that tells me nothing. I, for a second, I thought this was actually um, uh, the X Dice team's new game because it had that like that uh, I see why you like CMYK like color blocking and like a logo, and I was like, oh, is that them? And then it literally just kind of looked the exact same, but then it just like. It was like PvP stuff, and I was like, no, because that game is not PvP. That's PvE. Um, but I literally don't know what what to think yeah. about this. It's this is one of the finals. bizarre Gamescom things. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the Gamescom stuff. That's the, the rundown of all the, the interesting things from Opening Night Live. Uh, we saw some other stuff over the course of that week of some interesting teasers and whatnot have happened. A lot of games got updates. The, the one I want to notably mention, and I know there's one Brett's going to want to notably mention, Wolong Fallen Dynasty 
got a gameplay trailer. And it looks real fun. You can summon a phoenix, and that's always rad. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think this looks notably different from Neo, which is a good choice. And I don't know, kind of reminds me of what a Team Ninja take on something like Sekiro, but with hyper-stylized magic. At the same time, it looks a little bit more action-y, which very down for. And this looks very good. I don't know if anyone else thinks uh... it looks good. I mean, I I don't really remember the trailer compared to the other ones. To be honest, there were a lot of games that looked like this yeah. <laughs> that are coming out. Uh, That's fair. In the next couple months, I feel like. Uh, but not to say that any of them look bad. And there's just a lot that have seemed to have at least, without playing them, visually nailed the sort of like third person three D action combat in this yeah. same exact setting kind of thing. For sure, it it is very similar to Wind's Meet. <laughs> already yeah yeah on that trailer uh all right well brett you got your announcement i'm sure you want to mention uh the, the aw flew over with their their little wrestling ring and a couple of uh their like bottom of the card guys to, <laughs> to come evil and... uno was hanging out it was I know, I, 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 it, it brings a tear to my eye to call Evil Uno and Colt Cabana bottom of the card, but they don't do anything with them. So I guess they're, yeah. uh, they're at Gamescom. Uh, they, they, I think they had a couple actual like matches there too, which is cute and fun. Um, but they were showing off their new game, Fight Forever, and I, I, this, this just looks like a wrestling game. We like, finally I, seen I some any... like actual full matches, and it looks good. Yeah, it, like it looks it like looks... a game. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like a. Oh, I'm like. This this looks like a game that I am going to be able to hand a controller to the biggest Orange Cassidy fan on the planet. My dad and they will understand. Just, yeah, because it's literally like here's your punch button, here's your kick button, and some combination of them plus the other things will just fill out the rest. They showed uh, yeah. like a move screen of all of Kenny Omega's moves. He properly has two thirds of it full of finishers because that is <laughs> Kenny Omega. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but like, it's it, worth pointing out too that like. The actual matches looked like just quick and snappy, fun, arcadey wrestling, yeah. which I think is important. I feel like that's a, a niche for 3D wrestling games that at least doesn't really exist yet. Cause Especially WWE budget. games. Yeah, the, the 2K games kind of exist in like a... They're not quite simulation, but like sometimes you're like... You can't just hand a controller to somebody and expect them to be able to play those games. Yeah, against anyone who knows how to play them, because you got to remember a lot of stuff. Yeah, where with this, it's like, yeah, sure, okay. Like if you're just looking at it, you can see Adam Cole's kind of like snapping into positions all over the place to do moves right, but at the same time, those moves are coming out super fast, and the animations for them look—they look very pretty, slick. pretty good. Yeah, um, they got the sound right too. It's got some some yeah. proper slamming noises, which is great to see. Yeah, this this game looks like it's just going to be exactly again, as we've said, probably like five weeks in a row by this point. It looks exactly what a wrestling game should be, which is dumb fun and nothing else. That's exactly what it needs to be. Uh, I don't know. They, they've already had the things confirmed that they have like a career mode. They have all yep. those mini games. I mean, it's it's been rounded out. That's it. All it needs to do is come out. I mean, I have a release date still, so it's probably. Probably not this year. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have an exact number date. I feel like they might be saying still late 2022, but, you know. We'll see. <laughs> we're coming up on September, <laughs> so I don't know about that, uh, Tony Khan, but uh, we'll find out. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. Looks fun. All right, and there's one other big pair of announcements, Brett, that I think we have to mention here. Spiritual successors to Wild Hearts and Shadow Hearts. Wild Arms <laughs> and Shadow Hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wild Arms and <laughs> Wild Hearts. Uh, uh, and Shadow Hearts have been announced and are getting Kickstarters soon called Armed Fantasia and Penny Blood. Mm-hmm. They look I... good. Cool. They, they ha- I don't know if you've seen... I forget if what I sent to you was was a trailer, just like a snippet of gameplay around, but I don't think that trailer's been officially uploaded. I have no idea where that person found it. Uh but it's like this 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 is this is like my dream come true. Cause Wild Arms <laughs> is just it is it's it's one of, if not the coolest JRPG series that has been long dormant ever since the the heyday of when things in the genre were actually creative in the AAA space and not just like the same thing over and over again uh and it just it's it just looks exactly like you would expect a modern wild arms game to look i think i i, I would maybe even like imagine that they might even have some of the same art people on it because i know the person uh running the kickstarter uh which starts uh well it'll be tomorrow for us recording this because it starts on the 29th but it'll be a couple days in by the time this gets uploaded um the person starting uh, the Kickstarter on the Wild Arms side is uh, the guy who wrote the scenario for all five games, uh, which all of them are like the most like dumb, hot-blooded, best friends, save the world, cowboys, anime stories you could possibly imagine, but you get to play them, so they're amazing. Um, mm. And uh, on the Shadow Hearts side, which I still need to finish Shadow Hearts 1, but that game is super cool, and I know a lot of people are really excited about uh, the Penny Blood side of things too. Because I mean, whoever thought that Shadow Hearts was coming back, um, I think uh, was the director of the third Shadow Hearts game, uh, is on the Shadow Hearts side of things for for this. But I, I, I pretty pretty reasonable goal of uh, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for a Kickstarter. For these games and it seems like if if they're able to to put like a little gameplay mock-up of uh arm fantasia together you know they at least have some assets done already um and this is right off the tail of like uh the Aiden chronicle 100 heroes game i think just obliterated the kickstarter uh the kickstarter the second that it like got notoriety um yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be forking over some cash to these guys because I need to yeah, see, same. I need to see my my child come back. It has I mean, been these books just look rad. From someone who hasn't, I have oh, not yeah. played Shadow Hearts or Wild Arms. Uh, I intend to, but just haven't gotten to it yet. And they look very good. Like these are oh, striking yeah. things. The the art style, especially for um, oh, for already Armed Fantasia, looks very good. Yeah, they, yeah. they're nailing that like guilty gear type of character model exactly which just looks very seamless against the environments they have which is always the problem of jrpgs is they just don't look good <laughs> now sometimes yeah it looks space. pretty good uh it looks like the art style fits which is good to see all right that's the gamescom roundup we survived it we got through we even talked about sonic frontiers without tearing each other to pieces 
<laughs> I don't think any of us were enthusiastic about Sonic enough for that to happen. I was gonna say, do I? I'd be more do just I to stop it much? to not think about <laughs> Sonic for more than a few seconds. Uh, yep, there is a thing we do at the end of the show on these episodes. We do shoutouts. We like to, to shout out a cool thing, and I'm gonna forewarn you that I suspect Alex and I are gonna take a good amount of time. So. You two, go ahead and take it away first and, and get your, your short little nothing shout-outs out of the way. <laughs> Me, Alex, right? <laughs> yeah, you, Alex. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> God. Uh, well, then, Alex LaBelle, would you like to go first? Uh, sure, this is an anti-shout-out. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> to what have they done? The, I, I, I don't want to have to fish the box out of the trash. Uh, to, to the makers of the... Uh, the pizza that I had uh, today <laughs> for dinner, it was Painful. gross and rest solid and cardboardy. Oh, rest in peace, pizza makers. In a front to Italy, truly. God. Uh, well, my shout-out is uh, I uh, shout-out to Peter Hook and the Light, which is the guys, the, the concert that I went to last night, which is nice. why I've been a little tired and woozy today. Uh they played the entirety of both Joy Division albums because Peter Hook is the original bassist of Joy Division. Huh. Uh, oh, I knew that name was, sounded familiar. Yeah. It was amazing. They finished with Level Terrace Apart, and it was probably the most magical experience of my life seeing two, two like huge men in baseball caps <laughs> silhouetted in front of me, just almost beating the crap out of each other to the music because they were so <laughs> happy that it was happening. It Aww, was wonderful. That does sound like an awesome concert. It was super sick, yeah. Alright. Alex, we played a thing. We did. And I played Total a lot more War. of it than we played together. <laughs> oh, I played a lot more of it beforehand. Um, yeah, me too. Total War Warhammer 3 had a rough launch, to my understanding. It just came out with its big 2.0 update, which included a thing called Immortal Empires. Which oh. is every single faction from Total War Warhammer 1 and Total War Warhammer 2, and all the DLC is now included in Immortal Empires if you own them in their respective games. Uh, you have to own all three games to be able to play. They're all on a huge sale right now. And when you play this map, there are 270-something factions, 280, I think, factions on the board. Uh, somehow, the turn timer, super short. It's very quick yeah. and snappy. It's. I don't I know don't how they've done it. I think it's... Hardly any longer than it was in Total War Warhammer 2. I like it because it's was... faster than Warhammer 2. I went back and ran a test because I wasn't sure, and it, it is faster. I don't I don't have, like, the hard drive space to go back and test. <laughs> oh, I immediately deleted it. <laughs> I had to know for certain. Um, yeah, it's great. It's remarkable how well it runs. Uh, they and have I... simultaneous co-op turns now. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It, made, it took the tedium out of playing co-op, which I have never tried in Total War Warhammer before because I just was like, look, Civ it is takes bad enough. so long <laughs> yeah. in, in co-op and if you have to individually take turns. Because a lot of people don't know, Total War is not just like an RTS. There is an, a whole campaign map half of the game where it's Most basically game, civilization. Yeah, you're basically playing civilization and then if you, you get to fights and those are RTSs if you want them to be. It's wild. It's it's such a, an insane thing that exists, and the fact that the map is so large that you cannot zoom out to even cover like a quarter of it 
is crazy. It's so big, there's so many things, it looks so good, and it runs so well. And that's an insane combination of things. Mm -hmm. And they listed it as a beta. They've publicly said this yeah. is the beta release of this thing. And if this is the beta, I am so excited to see what the final release is. Yeah, there's <laughs> really the not that much I can think of that they would want to change. There's like a few um, factions that have bad starting positions where they'll get murked yeah, by like six the enemies. The I one specific playing... dwarf dude I played spawned right next to four factions that are immediately aggressive. <laughs> so. You got, you got played, the vampires, um... the tomb kings. Who else was there against you? Vampire counts, tomb kings, corn, and... Corn. The uh, the lizard men who you have to go kill because they're fighting your stuff and the greenskins, who's your first yeah. enemy that you have to wipe out. So, a lot of bad in one area <laughs> to um, take care of. There's definitely some minor adjustments, but overall it's really good. And you know, I played Total War Warhammer three at launch and it was good, but coming at it from two, it felt a little like oh, and the kind of small maybe. and lacking. Yeah, and like there was nothing wrong with the game in my opinion. It just like. This adds so much. There were four factions in the game, and now there are like 26, 23. So some high mid-20s number. So an insane amount of stuff to do. They're all very yeah. different. And the fact that they've managed to get this running in a semi-balanced state is yeah. astounding. One of the few things that seems unbalanced about it to me also is uh, some of the factions have talent trees that kind of take into mind their original starting locations. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I played Nurgle. I played Nurgle, and like there were pretty some of the pretty early talent tree things are like you get bonuses for fighting these guys or being in this environment. And I'm like, I am absolutely nowhere near any people or environment like that. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just useless to take them. Yeah, but like that's that being the extent of the issues. Yeah, is incredible. it runs seamlessly. Just like Total War has a reputation for not running seamlessly <laughs> when it launches. Yeah. It's, it is a huge game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bonkers big. That's it. That's the shout-out. That's the end of the show, too. We made it all the way to the end. We talked about Gamescom. I'm sure we'll rile up any things that we missed uh, and why it will, I'm sure, have some stuff to say about certain things when we get him back on. Uh, no podcast next week because it's schedules true. just do not line up. And the WrestleCast is happening. So... Expect the WrestleCast to be probably the week after uh, Labor Day at some point during that week. You'll, you'll get a WrestleCast to talk about all the AEW All Out things that you desire to hear about. Yeah, after the pay-per-view. We don't have... Yeah, we're not... Tony Khan did not give us enough time before the pay-per-view. <laughs> we had no idea what the card was going to be until like a couple days ago. So yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate timing, and I have to leave town right before the pay-per-view happens, which means our normal recording day for them is not available. So it, only an after show this time, but we're still going to have a lot of fun. All right, that's the end of the show. Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the podcast platform of your choice, YouTube and Twitch. See ya in two weeks. Hey, it's time for Gilbert Gottfried voices again. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this cool experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes.